There comes a point in our lives when speaking up is not only important, but absolutely necessary to thrive. Women have a tendency to downplay their unique skill sets and what they have to offer when it comes to relationships, the workplace, opportunity, money. And it's taken me a really long time to see how this has played out personally in my life, well, professionally too. And today on the podcast, I want to share about the five times I wish I would have spoken up sooner, the lessons I learned along the way, and with a little bit of encouragement, I hope that you will start speaking out as well. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hello, friend. Welcome to the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp. You know, it's a beautiful day today. I'm recording this on a Saturday. The house is quiet. The past few days have been just incredibly beautiful. You know, we've had such a long winter here that just having a bit of sunshine and some warmer temperatures just makes everything feel so much better. But you know what? We're still in a lockdown. In fact, in the province of Ontario, we have received a stay-at-home order. So it really helps to have a little bit of sunshine. So I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you are doing well, that you are safe, that you are in good health. And if you're listening to this podcast today and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I really need to hear this. I really need to start speaking up for myself in the world, in my life, in my relationships. I hope that this is something that really resonates with you. And as always, I'm really glad that you've joined me because I really consider it a privilege when people across the world tune in to listen to the podcast. It kind of blows my mind actually to think of where people are listening from and even when I'm recording here today on the Saturday, thinking about where you're going to be when you're listening to this, using my voice, speaking up in sharing parts of my story to empower you to live bravely. So for years, I had this dream to share what I was learning in my life. And I really wanted to empower women to stand in their worth. But the crazy thing is that the entire year before I launched the podcast, it like took me forever to even make up my mind that I would do the podcast because I didn't think that I had anything to say. And so because of a little encouragement from my mastermind, the women in my life that I was doing the journey with, here we are, episode 157. So I'm really excited that I, you know, decided to press record that day and that I'm still here. But to this day, if I'm really, really honest with you, I question if anyone will want to listen to another episode or if I have anything to say. So there are moments when I think to myself, like, okay, gee, Andrew, you're probably run out of topics by now. You've probably talked about everything you could possibly ever know about. And that's the old narrative. Like, that's the ticker tape that has run through my mind and replayed in my mind when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel stressed out, when I'm placing this undue pressure on myself to succeed. 
So over time, I've had to really redefine that and I've had to reframe the narrative and say, you know what, success looks differently than what I originally thought it was going to look like for my life. And so I have to be really careful about what I allow to be on loop in my mind. If you've listened for any length of time, you'll know that I've been on a bit of a healing journey when it comes to my mindset. I talk about it all the time. I am super, super passionate about it. In fact, I used to just be a life coach, life purpose coach, really, that was what I focused on. But now I am so passionate about shifting our mindset that I really, truly believe that that is the key to living out our purpose, is really reframing the narrative and being able to understand understand how we can do what it is that we desire to do in our lives, whether it's an entrepreneurial journey or whether it's, you know, launching something big into the world, a creative endeavor. And it started for me a few years after I became a full-time coach, when I realized that my skill, my talent, you know, my certifications, even they weren't bringing in the clients and it was a bit frustrating and I felt really stuck. So I was like replaying this loop in my mind that I, you know, just needed to take another course or just needed to do this. And then I would finally have something happen. But I was really a victim to my own reality. Now, the truth, of course, was that I really wasn't a victim, but I had manifested what was happening in my life through my thoughts and subsequently my actions. And even though I was desperate to blame someone else. And really, truly, I really did want to blame someone else. I didn't want to take responsibility for that, um, that I wasn't having the success I wanted in life. It was really up to me to move my life in the direction that I wanted it to go. So for the past four years, I've been on this journey of unlearning so many things and resetting my mindset. It's been both humbling. It has been uh, really put me in a place of vulnerability at times. Uh, It has been sometimes scary, frustrating, overwhelming, you name it. But in doing so, I realized that I stayed silent so long in my life about the very things that I needed to be talking about And that is exactly why I wanted to record this episode today. I'm not sure why you tuned in to this particular episode, but maybe you've experienced something in your own life where you've felt this deep knowing that you have something to share. Maybe it's a story. It's your life story. Maybe it's the transformation that has taken place in your life. Maybe it's a message. It is something that you feel really called or compelled to share with the world. You know, we can call it the truth about who you are. Um, We can call it all sorts of different things. Maybe it's just your creative ability. And it's a story that you want to share through music or art or acting or writing And instead of actually putting it out into the world and believing the truth about who you are and stepping up and sharing it, you have sat waiting, secretly hoping that someone is going to give you permission. Okay. Well, I'm not that person. I am not going to give you permission because that is up to you. You don't need anyone's permission to be yourself. In fact, you don't need anyone's permission to tell you to share your message. 
I just want to encourage you to do that, but you definitely don't need your family's permission, your partner's permission, your church authorities permission. I mean, even your therapist, you don't need your therapist's permission and you certainly don't need mine to speak up when it comes to your life. So today I want to actually share with you five little stories, five times in my own personal life where I stayed silent and what I learned in the process and what changed in my life when I finally spoke up. So this is a little bit of a different episode, but it's something that I really thought would hit in different areas of your life. So here we go. Well, the first story that I want to share with you is a memory that I have of me sitting at the far end of a really long table and there was just sunshine streaming through the glass windows. We were in a condo. If I looked around, I could see Bibles and iPhones and journals and really expensive coffee cups all over the table. And it was a regular Tuesday afternoon. We would meet each Tuesday for a staff meeting at the church that I was volunteering for. And if I'm honest, I often wondered why we were called to those meetings because no one really ever talked during the meeting. Like we would be assembled there and people would be really chit-chatting when they arrived. But the moment the lead pastor started to talk, it was like there was silence in the room. You could literally hear a pin drop. And, you know, when I think back about this memory and about being there, it kind of felt like we were just really gathered there to listen to his sermons before he would even preach them on Sunday. Now, in this particular memory that I have, I remember looking around the room and I could see some of the people nodding in agreement, you know, of course, shouting him down, saying, you know, good job, that's amen, all these things. You know, other people were you know, quietly just scribbling down notes or putting things into their smartphones. And there were a few people who had their eyes that just looked like they were glazed over and they wanted to be anywhere else but in that room. And I kind of felt like that was a bit of where I was at. I mean, sometimes I wanted to say amen and really say, yeah, that's great. And I believe that. And there were other times I took notes, but for the most part, I felt as though I had been assembled into something that I really didn't feel like I was contributing at all. And so I questioned why I was even in the room. Like I questioned why me? Why am I here? What do I have to offer? Am I bringing any value to this team, to this table, to this conversation? Because I surely wasn't sharing anything and I never was able to really speak up about anything. And ever, if there was ever a time when there was a disagreement, I didn't speak up or say anything and surely no one else did either. I think when I look back at that memory, I just think that we were really all held back. We had kind of almost taken on the position where we weren't supposed to speak up and we weren't supposed to share ideas, our ideas, because it was really all about fitting in. And it was all about really uh, encouraging the lead pastor in what he was doing. 
And the truth was, I wasn't the only one that was struggling in the team. But it sure as heck felt that way at the time. Now, at this point in my life, in my history of being in church leadership, um, if you know my story, you know that I have been both a pastor, I have also been in volunteer roles, but I have been in many, many church leadership roles over the years. And some of them were very toxic, and some of them were spiritually abusive, and others of them were great, and some were actually pretty life-giving. But this one in particular was, you know, kind of like fitting a square peg into a round hole. It just didn't fit. Even though I really, really wanted to be a part of it, it just didn't fit. Now, this might sound like a bit of an exaggeration, but honestly, being in church ministry, being a woman, a single woman at that, um, is really honestly one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. It's very isolating. It feels super lonely. Um, it's hard to explain to people, you know, when they have a spouse, but, um, I almost hate to admit it, but there are so many things about, um, what I witnessed in ministry as a single woman, things that I even took part in that I should have actually spoken up about, and there were times when my experience as a woman, as a single woman, as someone who is educated and my, in my expertise um, as a counselor, I could have been called upon, but I wasn't because I was single and because I was a woman. So instead of sharing, I kind of learned to just keep quiet, to be silent, to really just kind of like dim down. And being a value to the team was really not as important as just being there, you know, like furniture in the room. So I stayed silent and I could even probably say I stayed complicit in some things. So the first lesson that I want to share with you is about speaking up when you have something to offer, even when it's difficult. And even when you're in a position, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's in your church community, whether it is um, even just in your peer group, learning to speak up and share the value of who you are, even when it feels uncomfortable. And even when you feel like you've never been invited to actually share anything to speak up for the marginalized, for the oppressed, for people who are the underdogs in that community, for people who need you to share on their behalf. Because you've gotten in the room, you got a seat at the table. So sitting there and staying silent, well, that's on you. And the reason I know that is because that was on me. The truth was that I was actively choosing not to speak up. And I know this is really common for women in the workplace. It's common for them in places of worship where we feel like we need to defer to the males in the room, even if they're younger, even if they're more uh, inexperienced than we are and they don't carry the qualifications maybe that we bring to the table. It's as if we don't have any sense or wisdom to share when in reality we really do. There are so many reasons why we need to be sharing what we have to offer. In my second story, I want to talk to you a little bit about getting help and speaking up and asking for help when you need it. Now, this kind of 
just really took place in my life when I started working with my financial coach. And I remember the first time that I was meeting with her, honestly, I felt like sick to my stomach. I really liked her. We had gone for brunch several times. We had been friends, but I think what was really, really hard for me was I had this apprehension about sharing a really vulnerable piece of my life, which is my finances. And, you know, I knew that I was going to have to be super honest with her about where I was financially and she might judge me. And that was really hard and humbling to, you know, consider that here I was going to be in this relationship with this person and they would know all of my like secrets. Well, bless her heart. She was super nice. Very, very gracious. And she gently yet firmly, (laughs) yet firmly walked me through a process that really changed my life. Now, I can't say that I had this immediate turnaround in my finances. It's been a long journey. It's really been a journey of unraveling mindsets in my family of origin and things that I've had to relearn. But it really started with asking for help. And I think so often we don't speak up and we don't ask for help when we really truly need it because we're living in shame and we're living in a scarcity mindset and we're living in a place where we fear that if we actually say what's really going on, if we actually ask for help, from friends, from a coach, from a therapist, from someone who is an expert in that field, that we are going to be looked on like we are lesser than, or that something is wrong with us, or we're going to be judged for something that's happened in our lives. And I think that that can really hold us back when we're not really willing to be honest about where we are in our lives and what we truly need to move forward. And I was living in a lot of shame around my finances. Growing up, I hadn't really received much education, if any, about how to handle my finances. I mean, I knew how to work a debit card and a credit card, and that's about it. And I didn't know how to manage any money I was making, not to mention how to pay off school loans, how much to put forward with it, how to pay off debt, I mean, I didn't know anything, uh, let alone even saving for my future. So maybe for you, it's not finances. Maybe it's about your relationship. Maybe it's about something that's going on in your life that you really need to share, but you also need to ask for help. So in this second lesson, I want to encourage you that if you are in a place in your life where you feel as though you're kind of hemmed in and you don't want to speak up because you're unwilling to ask for help, this is exactly why you need to speak up and share your truth. This next one hurts a little bit and it's still pretty raw, but I'm sure you can relate because who hasn't gone through rejection? A few years ago, I started dating someone and sad to say, I never showed up as the fullest version of myself. I downplayed who I was so much in the relationship that I let him set the tone for everything. And even though I had had so many opportunities to share who I was and to speak up and to be myself and to like show up in the relationship, I was so afraid to share because I just wanted 
his affection and validation and approval. And I wanted him to like me. And I was afraid if I said anything that made me look unattractive, unappealing, um, that I had anything wrong in my life, that I was going to be rejected. And, you know, keeping those things quiet and silent really um, wreaked havoc in the relationship because I was really just projecting onto him my need for validation and approval and to be safe in a relationship when the truth was, is that was my responsibility to show up. It was my responsibility to actually be the best version of who I am in the relationship and show up as that person. And quite frankly, I wasn't doing it. And I think so many women have probably experienced this in one way or another, whether it's in a relationship with a uh, partner or it's in a relationship with a friend or family member where you feel like their energy and who they are is just so like it's just so big that you can't even compete with it and you dim down and you stay silent and you don't share who you are and you're not honest about what it is that you want and who you are and all of the things that make you you that you stay silent well I was so afraid to share because I was afraid he was going to reject me and here's the kicker he did he totally rejected me so as it turned out Uh, note to self, Andrea, just speak your truth, just show up as you are, because really in the end, not sharing who I was actually ended up hurting me more than had I shared and had I spoke up and really just showed up as the woman that I am. Lesson number four. Now, this is something that I almost didn't get help for because I was so concerned about what people would think. So for years, like I'm thinking probably upwards to 20 years, I suffered with anxiety and depression. Now it was low grade and there were times where I would kind of come in and out of it. And in fact, I even had a friend who said to me a long, long time ago, she's like, Andrew, I think you have depression. And I was like, no, I don't. And I really like didn't want to have it. And I didn't want to admit it. And I didn't want to talk about it and I didn't want to deal with it. So I buried it and I kept it hidden. And on days that I felt super low or really, really tired and exhausted and overwhelmed with life, I would just kind of like isolate and I would say, you know what, I'm just not going to hang out or I'm not going to do this. And, and then on the days where I felt good, I showed up and I was like peppy and energetic and, you know, people didn't really know that there was anything going on, but I really never felt like myself because there was something that was going on internally that I was avoiding because I wasn't even willing to admit that I had struggling. I was struggling with anxiety and that I was struggling with how I was feeling. And because I wasn't even willing to admit that, I could even deal with the emotions underlying the issue. So keeping my struggles with my mental health hidden cost me a lot. Uh, It cost me financially, it cost me relationally, it cost me in my professional life, it cost me um, when it came to friendships and even just really um, moving in the direction that I wanted to go. Now, I have to say this, there's nothing wrong with struggling with 
anxiety or depression. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that when you don't acknowledge what's happening and actually ask for help and take a step forward and say, this is what I need. This is the thing I need help with. I'm coming to you and sharing my vulnerability and the place that I'm at. It's okay that something's going on in your world, whether it's a mental health struggle, whether it's a financial issue, whether it's a relational issue, it doesn't really matter. I think the point that I'm really wanting to get at is that it's going to cost you when you don't. And it and it is going to cost you in probably ways that you would never experience if you just really spoke up and said, this is what I need. So it wasn't until I finally shared with a friend how I was actually feeling. And I went to a seminar where my friend's dad was speaking about you know, signs of depression. And I remember the list kind of appeared on the screen and I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like I have literally felt like that for, well, as long as I can remember. Like, I don't remember not feeling that way. And it was really eye-opening to me. And I had a conversation with her later and I shared that with her and I just knew, okay, there's something I have to do. I need to actually um, get help. And I need to be honest about this which meant being honest with my family, which meant being honest with my peers, which meant being honest with, you know, people I was working with. And it opened a whole big can of worms, but I needed to because I needed to actually share my truth and speak up. Now, this last lesson is a little bit different, and it's one that you probably don't know about because I don't talk about it very often, but um, my coach just recently encouraged me that I need to, you know, step up and I need to share a bit more about this part of my life and this part of myself as a coach. And, you know, to be honest with my clients about it, to be honest on the podcast, to be honest um, in business and all sorts of things. Now, if you know anything about coaching, it's not a regulated field and uh, people can call themselves coaches with a like, pretty flimsy certification. I mean, you can get one within hours on the internet, um, literally having no experience coaching someone or having any idea how to have a conversation with people. And people are creating these like businesses with, you know, little experience and little knowledge and, um, people are paying for it. Now, I don't want to judge what other people are doing. And I don't even want to say that they're not even a good coach because they might be a great coach. But what came to my attention was that I had been downplaying my qualifications and I hadn't really been speaking up about, you know, what I was actually qualified to do. And as someone who coaches women and is really you know, wants to empower them to step into the fullness of who they are, then what you may not know about me is that I actually have a master's degree in counseling. I know, right? I mean, I hardly ever talk about it. I also have multiple coaching certifications and I have 20 plus years of experience in the empowerment space as a counselor, as an educator, as a pastor, as a spiritual teacher, and as a a coach. And every one of those things that I have done in my life, I have 
really earned my stripes. I have gone the extra mile. I have learned what I needed to learn. I have put 110% into absolutely everything that I've done, my education, my certifications. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly upgrading and uh, I'm applying it. And that's the biggest thing, right? So when my coach asked me, she's like, Andrea, why do you not share this with people? I was like, I don't know. Well, I don't even really think people care, to be quite honest with you. Like, I mean, no one's asking me what my education is. Does it really even matter? Like, you know, I mean, people aren't even asking others, have you even done the work? Like, do you even know how to live this way? The truth is, yes, it really does matter. And although those achievements don't make me a good coach or good at what I'm doing, they do give context to people who are considering working with me or collaborating with me or looking for advice or wisdom. And they are actually helpful when it comes to, you know, pricing my services, when it comes to knowing my worth. You know, innately, I know that my value doesn't come from a piece of paper or a degree or another degree. What it comes from is it comes from a knowledge of who I am, what I've been called to do, and really putting the time and energy and effort into doing that. But I'll tell you what, it sure as heck doesn't hurt knowing that I have those degrees and that education to support what I have to offer. And sharing about it is not bragging. So listen, if you've got something in your arsenal, in your backpack, that you are hiding away and being like, you know what, people don't even know that I have that degree or that I have that master's or that I've like, I'm in my PhD program. Like, you know what, what's the point of keeping all those achievements quiet? Like there is no point. Come on, don't downplay your skills, your certifications, your ability, your education, and even your experience. Don't downplay who you are. You might be like me, a bit concerned what others are going to think when you're shouting it from the rooftops and people maybe even consider that you're bragging. But friend, let me be very, very clear. Own it. Own your greatness own the time and the energy and the effort it took you to get where you are today. So whether that's experiential or whether that's through time and energy and resources going through your education or a certification or a trade or a skill, whatever it has taken you to get where you are today, be honest, speak up, share about it, Share your innate value and worth. Now, I just want to say this. Don't downplay what you have to offer. Not when it comes to leadership, not when it comes to being in a community position, not when it comes to asking for help. And definitely don't downplay who you are when it comes to being in a relationship or being honest about what you have endured, what you have gone through, the experience in your life, maybe even things that you've had to um, go through, health issues. Learn to speak up for yourself. Learn to advocate on your own behalf because how in the heck are you ever going to advocate for other people or empower them or speak truth and life into other people if you are not 
willing to do the same thing for yourself. Friend, shout out from the rooftops. Tell the world what you have to offer because there's no one like you. Okay, so honestly, who cares if someone gives you side eye or like is like, yeah, well, whatever. You know what? Who cares? Like you don't need them. So that's on them. That's their thing to deal with. Okay. I feel like I just got really, really fired up just then. (laughs) Before we go today, I just want to ask you this. This is kind of the, where I want to land the plane today. In what area of life do you need to speak up? I would love to know. So I want you to connect with me. I want to, you know, have a conversation with you about this, whether it's, you know, on Instagram at at at.couragecast or through Facebook or, you know, in the DMs, anything, or maybe even, you know, if you want to just take a look at the website and even email me and say, you know what, this is the area in my life that I really need to speak up. This is the place where I need to let my light shine a little bit brighter and I need to be honest and truthful about who I am. I want to know how I can encourage you and how I can support you. So I want you just to tell me what you're going to do. Like, how are you going to take action? What's the thing you're going to do to move the needle? How are you going to start speaking up on your own behalf and start advocating for yourself? I'm really excited to hear. So make sure you connect with me and let me know how you're going to do that. Friend, I love hanging out with you. You know, I say it every single week. You're not going to want to miss next week's episode because I am going to be chatting with Tiffany Bloom, who is the author of Pray Tell, Why We Silence Women Who Tell the Truth and How Everyone Can Speak Up. And even you better believe that this podcast today, it's kind of like the preemptive into this next episode, which is next week with Tiffany. Honestly, her book was super powerful. It talks about you know, women who have endured um, things in the workplace, in places of worship, in their own personal lives, and why they stay silent, and how we can be an ally in that. So you're not going to want to miss that episode with Tiffany Bloom, which is next week. Friend, thank you for being here, for just doing the journey with me. Sending you so much love. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Gas, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.